You're listening to the Things I Think About podcast. I'm your host, Jim Stroud. When I was growing up, horror movies frightened me. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, American Werewolf in London, and so on used to have me body my fingernails and jumpy for days after watching them. Yet, I would not stop watching them because they were thrilling and because in the back of my mind, I knew it was all fake. At some point, the director would say, cut, and all the actors playing dead will arise and everyone would go home. Today, something else scares me more than Freddy Krueger or Jason ever could because it's real and there seems to be no stopping it. A priority in President Biden's administration is to stamp out domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism is loosely being defined as anyone who supported and or voted for Donald Trump, which is about 70 million American people. Is that wise? I will discuss the war against domestic terrorism in general and Trump's new army specifically after this special message. Critical race theory supports the logic that all whites are born racist and oppressors by nature. They are to be viewed as a collective threat to non-white people and beyond redemption. This sentiment is already infecting the American workplace via racial sensitivity and diversity trainings. Despite the obvious controversy, such trainings are being accepted as just and fair and at an alarming pace across corporate America. Racism Reimagined How Critical Race Theory Imperils the American Workplace is an ebook that I wrote. In it, I do three things. One, I explain the basics of critical race theory. Two, I demonstrate how critical race theory is negatively affecting the American workplace. And three, I hope, I hope, I inspire a resistance to critical race theory being taught in the workplace. In light of the increased sensitivity to recent events like the George Floyd protests, the emergence of council culture, and the pressures on corporations to adhere to political correctness, the information in my ebook, Racism Reimagined, How Critical Race Theory Imperils the American Workplace, is a counterbalance that should be carefully considered prior to new investments in diversity training. Racism Reimagined, How Critical Race Theory Imperils the American Workplace is a free resource that can be downloaded and, by all means, shared with those in your network. A download link is available in the podcast description. Don Winslow is the author of three New York Times Critics' Choice Best Books of the Year Award and the number one internationally best-selling author of The Cartel, The Force, The Border, and Savages. He also is the person behind a short propaganda film that paints President Trump as the leader of a terrorist army. It's called Trump's New Army. In a nutshell, Don Winslow is calling for a citizen police force to report on conservatives. It sounds like this. On or before January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the Commander-in-Chief. He will lose control of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Special Forces, and America's nuclear arsenal. On January 20th, Donald Trump will become the Commander-in-Chief of a different Army. This Army. The greatest threat facing America today comes from within. Radical extreme conservatives, also known as domestic terrorists. They are hidden among us, disguised behind regular jobs. They are your children's teachers. They work at supermarkets, malls, doctor's offices, and many are police officers and soldiers. For more than a decade, Donald Trump has spoken directly to white supremacists in their language. Build that wall. Build that wall. 
build that wall. Pocahontas, is it offensive? Oh, oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. In the middle of a presidential debate, Donald Trump was asked to disavow white supremacy. He refused. Instead, he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. Proud Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. They heard their leader. They even responded to him on Twitter, promising to stand by. And on January 6, 2021, Trump greenlit them. They suited up, they flew in, they took hotel rooms, they loaded their weapons, prepared their bombs, and they attacked with the intention of killing Nancy Pelosi and hanging Vice President Mike Pence. They were vocally saying, where's the speaker? We know she has staff, they're here someplace, we're gonna find them. In the years ahead, Trump will lead his army of domestic terrorists. He will encourage and incite violence. He will play the role of arsonist and fireman. He will start a civil war and then say things were more peaceful when he was president. We have to fight back. In this new war, the battlefield has changes. Computers can be more valuable than guns. And this is what we need now more than ever, an army of citizen detectives. I'm proposing we form a citizen army. Our weapons will be computers and cell phones. We, who are monitoring extremists on the internet and reporting their findings to authorities. Remember, before the Navy SEALs killed Osama bin Laden, he had to be found. He was found by a CIA analyst working on a computer thousands of miles away. It's up to you. Don Winslow has produced a very slick and cleverly edited radical leftist propaganda video designed to make you think that anyone who supported the most popular Republican president in modern history should be spied upon and hunted down like Osama bin Laden. Does that sound right to you? Is this what America stands for? Sad to say, it increasingly is. Listen to this quote from the America Out Loud article called The Stealth Invader, Transforming America into a Communist Police State. The Democrats have been attacking the U.S. Constitution from the very beginning. They call it a living, breathing document subject to constant change. They want it replaced with the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, which claims the government and the UN grant your rights. Whatever man grants, man can take away. Next, the globalists convince patriots to sign away their liberty for security via the Patriot Act. Today, Americans have neither liberty nor security. Then the globalists got Congress to sell out the American citizens without due process in the name of fighting terror while refusing to name the real terrorists via the National Defense Authorization Act. Next, the globalists turn the children on their parents. Children can report their parents to authorities in school through a series of probing questions on the computer using specific algorithms in a national database. Common Core Remote Learning is designed to keep the people ignorant. Approximately half of Americans are functionally literate. The globalists then came to the Judeo-Christian community by demanding they participate in killing their unborn. Obamacare made it easier for the masses to murder the babies. Now the oppressive power-hungry globalists have been closing the churches all in the name of the China coronavirus pandemic. The globalists targeted our kids to sexualize them in K-12 grades by using familiar items like trafficking, sex, slavery, drugs, alcohol abuse, suicide. It all became normal behavior. 
Globalists are now coming after we the people by forcing a fraudulent rigged election on an unassuming public. Now that the internet has connected the world, the perpetrators feel empowered. Cyber fraud to steal an election is just one more tool in their arsenal. Globalists are determined to seize America and transform America into a communist police state. Some say President Trump is leading an army of terrorists. Others say globalism has been steadily on the march to turn America into a communist police state. And more and more, I'm hearing the rumblings of the formation of a domestic spy agency. On Twitter, the publication The Daily Beast asked, Other countries have domestic spy agencies to fight extremists at home. Does America need one too? If you were to ask former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, who you might remember from the Russia collusion hoax, that question, he will likely say yes. In a CNN interview, he equated Trump supporters to ISIS terrorists. Hear it for yourself. Some of the people who've now been identified and arrested as part of this domestic terror attack. I'm not talking about names, but what we've learned about what these people do, who they are. A retired Air Force Reserve officer from Texas, a former mayoral candidate, a West Virginia state lawmaker, an Olympic swimmer, two off-duty police officers from Virginia, a CEO of a Chicago-area marketing technology company, a Florida firefighter, a realtor, an attorney, at least two teachers. Andrew, these aren't who most people picture as extremists. These are our neighbors. Some are people who are supposed to protect us and educate us. How do you explain it? And how much more challenging does that make this investigation? So, and I spent years uh, working against extremists, doing counterterrorism work in the FBI. And I have to tell you that that sort of a diverse cross-section of people is exactly what you see in the, in the population of adherents, people who are attracted to extremist rhetoric, to extremist movements, that's exactly what you see. When we looked at those Americans who traveled to Syria for the purpose of joining the Islamic State, when you put all those faces and names down in one place, you had doctors, lawyers, you had people who were, um, who were Muslim their entire life and some people who had just converted only months earlier. You had rich people, you had poor people, men, women of every ethnic variety. So I think that's actually common to extremist groups. Some people are very vulnerable to and drawn into that, um, that core lie of any extremist movement. And that is exactly what we're seeing now with these, this particular group of Trump supporters. They have invested on an emotional and spiritual level in this grievance that the election was stolen from them, and they seem to be completely manipulated by that propaganda. If you could keep your answer just very short, I wonder, would you use the word radicalization? Have these people been radicalized? They have been radicalized by the radicalizer-in-chief, the President of the United States, absolutely. Andrew McCabe, I really appreciate your expertise. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. This movement to treat Trump supporters like terrorists is an opinion that is aggressively uh, blossoming in the mainstream media. In an op-ed piece, the Washington Post called on telecom corporations to shut down conservative cable news outlets, including Fox News, One America News, and Newsmax TV, comparing the need to do so with that of shutting down foreign terrorist influencers. Say what you will about Fox News. 
I doubt any reasonable person could argue that it was a terrorist organization. Now, I would expect to hear opposition to this from the right. However, I am pleasantly surprised to see left-leaning personalities joining the chorus of outrage against this trend. Glenn Greenwald, in his article, The New Domestic War on Terror is Coming, said this. The last two weeks have ushered in a wave of new domestic police powers and rhetoric in the name of fighting terrorism that are carbon copies of many of the worst excesses of the first war on terror that began nearly 20 years ago. This trend shows no sign of receding as we move farther from the January 6th Capitol riot. The opposite is true. It is intensifying. We have witnessed an orgy of censorship from Silicon Valley monopolies with calls from far more aggressive speech policing. A visibly militarized Washington, D.C. featuring a non-ironically named Green Zone. Vows from the incoming president and his key allies for a new anti-domestic terrorism bill and frequent accusations of sedition, treason, and terrorism against members of Congress and citizens. This is all driven by a radical expansion of the meaning of incitement to violence. It is accompanied by viral on social media pleas that one work with the FBI to turn in one's fellow citizens, see something, say something, and demands for a new system of domestic surveillance. While I can understand political opposition and ideological debate, does it make sense to label 70 plus million Trump voting Americans as terrorists? I don't think so. Despite how the election turned out, there is an unprecedented level of doubt among the American people. A CNN poll said most Republicans think Joe Biden is illegitimate. And a Rasmussen poll said that nearly a third of Democrats believed the 2020 election was stolen. With so much doubt in our election process and increasing government overreach, this country will not be unified anytime soon. In fact, I will go on record and say that if the labeling of Trump supporters as terrorists does not stop and soon, we will have states succeeding the union. And we already know what happened the last time that was tried. You have been listening to the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. Drop me an email. I can be reached at Jim Stroud. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at JimStroud.com. So until next time, bye-bye.